so I've been doing this for a long, long time. And in the time that I've been doing it, there's a lot of you guys out here that know a lot about me. You know my story. You know where I come from. You know where I've been. But just in case, you know, I've been thinking about some stuff and I figured there's no reason to not come out here and recap a little bit. So I'm gonna give y'all a little bit. I wasn't always the choir boy you see standing before you today, you know. As a matter of fact, up until my mid-30s, um, I was a pretty reckless individual. Uh, I was the best drinker I knew in my weight class. Let me tell you, I can tell you about that one, right? right? Um, I would smoke anything you put in front of me. I was a pack and a half a day cigarette smoker. And whatever I grabbed first in the morning, whether it was my weed or whether it was my cigarette, something was getting burnt, right? And that's how I lived my life and I didn't see anything wrong with it. I wasn't in any catastrophic place. Um, I was doing things, I was making things happen, married, first kid, everything was fine. Uh, but that didn't stop the little reckless nature in me, you know? So I got like a DUI under my belt. Um, I got in a little bit of trouble, but again, nothing, nothing major, nothing that was going to alter my life in any, any catastrophic way, you know? But I like to party. I like to be out in the street. And uh, I don't know, it was just one day, man. Um, it actually started when I started Straight Street. So that was about 13 years ago, right? And I'll tell you the truth, when I, when I first started Straight Street, I would, I would drive downtown, I would roll up a nice little slip, and I would smoke it down to the end. Then I'd jump out the car and be like, hello, ladies and gentlemen, just like I did today. I ain't lying. And I would come and serve, and I'd come hang out with you, and I'd do all the things I was doing. And while I was doing that, I was also at UCF working on my elementary education degree. And I would love to say that it was you guys out here that convicted me into sobriety, but it wasn't. It was my third grade class. And there was a little boy in the class and there was this whole big don't do drugs event happening at the school and everybody was signing a contract. And one of my students came up to me and he was like, hey, Mr. Charles, are you gonna sign the contract? And I was like, I don't know about that. That's a commitment right there. You're telling Mr. Charles don't want you to know what he's doing outside of the classroom, but, you know, couldn't really say no. So I signed the contract. And ever since I signed that contract, God started weighing on my heart. Didn't say I stopped immediately. Just said God was weighing on my heart. Speaking to me little by little, right? Eventually, I quit smoking. Eventually, I quit drinking. And I would, I would like to tell you that there was some big, huge, catastrophic moment in my life that led me to sobriety, but it really, really wasn't. You know, scripture talks about a lot of different things. And, and some scriptures talk about, you know, not everything that is permissible is acceptable, right? Not everything that's acceptable it's permissible. So fast forward 13 years now, you know, I, I, I struggle with insomnia in a really, really bad way. And a lot of people are always clowning around and like, man, PJ, you should just go back to smoking. You know? Now the thing is, 13 years later, things are different, right? I could go get myself a little medicine card and I could totally justify smoking again, right? But the difference is, 
I have a bigger reason to not. And, and a lot of that reason is a lot of you out here. You know, I didn't, I didn't get sober for me. I got sober because God took a look at me and then asked me to look at myself and say, hey, there's things of you that I can't use. So I'm gonna remove those things of, from you and I'm gonna replace it with something else. And so he replaced it with purpose. Started off teaching little kids. Purpose started to grow as I started to come out here and I started to form relationships with so many of you and hear your story and, and understand your struggle and to, to, to live life with you and to do all of this stuff. And so God continued to convict me. He continued to convict me. And ultimately, if I had to think of the, of the biggest reason why I stopped doing all of that stuff and, and, and what turned my mind and turned my body and turned my life around, it comes out of, uh, of the book of Colossians. This is a letter that, that the Apostle Paul wrote to the, book, to the church of Colossus. And just so you know, if you read through any of these letters in the Bible, you need to understand one thing. The church is sick, okay? Paul wasn't writing these letters because the churches were healthy. He was writing these letters because all the people in the church were messed up. It's not different than it is now. And I'm saying that to you as a pastor of a church, okay? And so he writes this letter to the church of Colossus. And in chapter 3, verse 2, he says this. He says, set your minds on the things above. On the things above. Not on earthly things. Verse 3 says this, For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So yeah, you guys saw the news was over here and they're interviewing me. And like I said, there's a lot of old friends out here and there's some new friends out here. And some of them are here for you. Some of them are here for me. Don't be selfish about it. And it's real good to catch up with old friends. But the coolest thing about my friends that showed up here today that I've known a long time is because some of them used to be here and I used to feed them. And now I'm not. And some of them used to come out here and they used to serve with me. And the coolest thing about it is that no matter what, over the span of 13 years, there's many of you and many of them that know no matter what, on a Tuesday night at 5.30, they know where to find me. And they know I'm gonna be right here. And I'm not out here for me. If I had to be brutally honest, I'm only a little bit out here for you. That's right, sir. I'm out here for him. And if anything that I do and anything that I say can help bring glory to him, then I'm doing the job that he brought me out here to do. But then on another note, there's something else, right? I think about back when COVID went down. Exactly what led us here, by the way, was that when everybody stopped serving the homeless, when all the shelters closed down, when everybody stopped, we were only serving dinner one night a week. 
And God said, boy, you got to do better than that. And so we went to four. We had no money. We didn't know where we were going to get the food. But there's another passage of scripture that says where God guides, he provides. And he provided. And so for many of you guys that were out there during COVID, we were the only people that were there to give you a bottle of water. The only people to give you a plate of food. The only people in the city that wanted to love on you. And we did it. And I believe God honored that obedience and that's why we're here right now. And that's why we're serving you five nights a week. So again, none of this is for us. This is for you. And so I'm very clear about what God has called me out here to do. And so rather than being reckless, I live my life doing something else that Paul refers to and that's living with reckless abandon. And what reckless abandon means is you live your life with the gospel in front of you. And as long as you got your eyes on the gospel, which is very, very simple, by the way, for those of you who don't know, and that is that Jesus Christ came and died so that our sins would be forgiven, so that we can spend an eternity with him. So that's the gospel in a nutshell, right? So as long as I keep that in the forefront of my mind, then my purpose is clear. That as I am pursuing holiness and working my way step by step to heaven, then I'm going to try to take as many of you along with me. That is my purpose. And that is my plan. And that is why I'm here. Not just to serve you a plate of food. And so my challenge to you, to all of you, with an earshot of my voice is to tell you that if I can do it you can do it because there was a time it wasn't that long ago where I was really one choice away from being right out here with you and actually waiting to get a plate rather than be here facilitating serving you a plate but the same choice that could have brought me out here is the same choice that is now keeping me out here. So that hopefully my life and my story might be some inspiration for you that you might understand that you yourself are only one choice away from living a reckless life to living a life of reckless abandon. And so that's gonna be my prayer for you tonight. And that's a prayer that I'm going to pray. And then we're going to get this meal underway. So if y'all can join me in that prayer, I'm going to say thank you, God. I thank you first and foremost for just a beautiful evening. There's a breeze blowing across this parking lot. It's nice. It is comfortable. It's not raining. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. And I'm going to thank you for that because it's very, very important that we remember to thank you for the little things. Because sometimes the big things get in the way of that. I'm going to thank you for this meal that was prepared, dear God, and the hands that prepared it with love. I'm going to thank you for the many, many hands that have gathered tonight because that is not always the case. But these hands are here to serve, which means our friends are going to eat, and they're going to eat quick. But most importantly, Lord, I thank you for the hands that are here to receive. Not just food tonight, but maybe a little bit of inspiration through your word. Because as always, my prayer is, Lord, that we might rest our heads down tonight in a spirit of gratitude. 
and that we might wake tomorrow with a burning desire planted by you to be better tomorrow than we were today. So we thank you, Lord, for that possibility. We thank you for your grace that erases all debt. We thank you for your love that allows us to not just receive that love, but to give love. We thank you for the opportunity of a forever with you. We love you. We thank you. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. And my brothers and sisters all said, amen, amen and amen. Thank y'all for your time. I really appreciate it. All right. This podcast was recorded live and uncut at our Homeless Food Share events. To learn more about Straight Street, visit our website at straightst.org.